Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. Let's get your reaction tonight's game as BYU falls at home 7-6 to Northern Illinois in a tough-fought defensive battle. Came down to the last drive, and the first turnover of the game was the one that clinched it for Northern Illinois. Zach Wilson threw a interception. Uh, let's talk, let, You can tweet me at Ben Bags, and we'll get some of your comments coming up later in the show. But first, let's look at some of the takeaways from tonight's game. Hey, it's tough to lose a game when you defensively when you only give up seven points. I, you gotta give you gotta give the BYU defense credit. They really did a great job today in kind of holding. I mean, Northern Illinois doesn't have the best defense or best offense in the world, but the defense did its job. They held the they held the team in check. Uh, stats wise, gave up only two hundred four yards total yards, eighty nine yards on the ground. Did a really good job defensively, but, well, the offense didn't get it done for you. So that's that's a tough loss defensively. But let's look at the offense. And here's here's an interesting stat, Cougar fans. If you want to look to see how this BYU team goes this year, look no further than the run, run game and what BYU is doing in the run. In the wins this year for BYU, BYU has rushed for over 100 or 150 yards in each one of them including 186 at Arizona, 191 Wisconsin, 161 at McNeese, and 280 against Hawaii. They're averaging 163.6 yards rushing in wins this year. In losses, just the opposite. Against Cal, they rushed for 91 yards. Against Washington, 4 yards. Against Utah State, 39 yards. And against NIU today, only 93 yards. So in every single one of the losses this year, the BYU run game has not gained more than 93 yards. In fact, in those four losses this season, BYU is averaging 55 yards rushing. So they're averaging 163 yards rushing in the wins and 55 yards rushing in the losses. It's interesting to see that Jekyll and Hyde effect right now in that BYU run game. And on the other side of that, and it goes further than just running the ball. It goes a little bit as far as pass perfection as well, uh, protection as well. Zach Wilson sacked five times today by NIU. We knew that this team, this defensive team in NIU, the Huskies were going to come in, they were going to pressure the pass, and they were going to st- do a good job against the run. You're hoping that the BYU could out-physical them a little bit and get it. They weren't able to get that done. That's something that the coaching staff is going to have to really look at is how do you make that run game and that O-line more consistent going forward. Uh, another number to look at is BYU 2.5 yards per rushing attempt today, uh, rushing uh, eight different guys with the ball, including four different running backs. It's it's, it's one of those things that the coaching staff looking looking at things this week. Is, is it time to just get a consistent guy going forward, or you go running back by committee and see if guys can get it done? They're still looking for that. We'll see what happens this week in practice. Another takeaway from tonight's game, hey, you got to give credit where credit's due. NIU's defense is legit. I mean, it is everything that is built build to be. And they did. They were able to get the five sacks and hold BYU to, to 93 yards rushing and all that. And Sutton Smith, the guy who was everybody was talking about in the build-up to this game, he had one tackle in the game. One tackle. Like, they, they Sutton Smith was a non-factor in this game, and the NIU defense was still able to do all that. One of the big things, the keys coming, uh, coming into the second half I talked about was Hey, keep away from not making mistakes, and BYU made mistakes in the second half, and most of them comes from getting a yellow flag. Key penalties in the second half. The opening kick of the second half kicked out of bounds. That's the drive NIU scored on, and they started with good field position because the kick was kicked out of bounds. On that drive to end the drive, you give up a defensive holding call to give NIU a first and goal. You get a motion to start the second to last drive of the game. Now the drive you start instead of a first and 10 to first and 15. 
The muff pump by Michael Shelton. The drive now starts inside the five. And the Zach Wilson pick to end the chances for BYU today. So some key mistakes coming down the stretch for BYU. I I ended on that Zach Wilson pick, but let's look at Zach Wilson. Here's the interesting thing going forward for Zach Wilson. He made a mistake on the last offensive play through a pick. The team lost. We talked about when we move forward to Zach Wilson as a freshman starting quarterback, there were going to be bumps in the road. Here's your first speed bump for Zach Wilson. The interesting, and frankly, the fun part as a BYU fan is going to watch how he reacts and grows from this. He had a long time to watch this kid play here in Cougar Blue. It's interesting to see. Okay, first bump in the road. Let's see how Zach Wilson responds. Coming up, we'll get down to the postgame press conference where Kalani Sataki will address the media. Also, some players. Cougar Postgame Live continues next. This is the New Skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Postgame Live on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to your host, Ben Bagley. Ben Bagley here with the Cougar Postgame Live. BYU drops to NIU here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 7-6, a one-point loss for BYU. They get ready to face Boise State next week. Let's check some college scores from around college football. Number two, Clemson continues to prove they're one of the best teams in the country as they thrash Florida State 59-10. The Tigers led 52 to three heading into the fourth quarter of that game number 20th ranked wisconsin will drop from the top 25 in the new polls as they got upset by northwestern 31 17 get this the wildcats have won four straight including bookending that win streak with wins over the 20th ranked team at the time it was wisconsin today they started it four games ago in a victory over michigan state checking scores of games going on right now in the top 25 a matchup of top 20 teams Penn State, Iowa. Penn State ranked 17th. They've got the late lead right now, 30-24, to 24, with four minutes to go over 18th-ranked Iowa. In the American Conference, Houston upsetting right now South Florida, who's ranked 21st in the nation and undefeated, 57-36 with eight minutes left to go. Looks like South Florida is going to drop one at Houston here in the American Conference. Also in the SEC, number 12, Kentucky. They trail Missouri 14-3 with 11 minutes left in that game. Game just getting underway in the Pac-12. Number 15th ranked Washington and Cal. No score in that game. A couple other games that just went final uh, in the top 25. Number 7, Georgia beats number 9, Florida 36-17. And Oklahoma 8th ranked in the land 51-14 over Kansas State. Another score maybe of local interest here, uh, Utah State and New Mexico. Utah State up 61-19 at the end of the third quarter in Logan. Utah State led 52-5 at the half in that game. Uh, A couple of scores and results in BYU fandom. Uh, BYU women's soccer just about to get underway in a huge match this evening at Southfield as they host Santa Clara. The winner of tonight's match takes over first place in the WCC with one match left. The winner is also guaranteed at least a share of the conference title and the auto bid to the NCAA tournament. Jason Shepard and Avery Walker are on the call that game. It's just about to get underway over on 107.9 FM and ESPN 960 to those who want to tune into that game. The Cougars women volleyball game uh, team, they remain unbeaten on the season. They swept Gonzaga in three sets in Spokane. Ronnie Jones-Perry, 18 kills to lead the Cougars. And congrats to both BYU men's and women's cross-country teams. The men's wins their fourth 
WCC Conference Championship in a row, and the women's team gets their title this morning at East Bay, Golf, East Bay Golf Course here in Provo. Erica Burke Jarvis takes the women's title for the Cougars. We'll have more of Cougar Post Game Live coming up after this on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's pause 10 seconds right now on the new skin BYU Sports Network for station identification. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live. My name is Ben Bagley as BYU falls 7-6 to NIU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on a beautiful October afternoon. Now it's on to Boise State for BYU, and I I mentioned that in that direction because this is what's going to be interesting about this game, the result of this game. It's disappointing. The defense played a a really good game. They held NIU to seven points. Any other day, day you'd expect to win there. The offense struggled. The rushing never got going. 2.5 yards per attempt. Zach Wilson played okay, but had an interception coming down the stretch on the final drive that the BYU was looking to score and, and win the game. Now you look ahead to Boise State. That's a tough game in Boise on the blue turf against a good Boise State team. A team that's not as good as they have been in years past, but still a good Boise State team. There's personal ah, there's personal ties there for Zach Wilson having decommitted from Boise to come to BYU. I mentioned in the first segment of Cougar Post Game Live, the interesting thing to watch here, and as a BYU fan you should be excited to watch this, is the growth of Zach Wilson from game to game. A freshman quarterback in his second start of his career loses a tough game. He throws an interception on a potential game-winning drive. That hurts. He's taking it hard, I can guarantee you. He's a competitor. We've heard from him talk about how he is a competitor and how he gets into it. Now let's see how in this week's time before Boise State, how that changes and how he changes and grows from game to game, from his first loss, his first speed bump, to now, okay, now I'm going to go in a tough road environment. These first two starts were at home at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Now he's going to a tough road environment in Boise. And let's see how he responds, reacts, and grows there. This is the, one of the fun parts of being a fan is watching a young player grow. Going to have a chance for four years to do that with Zach Wilson. His first step in that growth process will be against Boise State. Once again, one of the big stories from tonight, this afternoon's game with BYU falling 7-6, is just the BYU rush game and the inability to get it going. You, you came in, Squally Canada healthy, ready to go. Matt Hadley healthy, ready to go. Uh, just unable to get a ground game going. 93 rushing yards, 2.5 yards per attempt. Just not good enough. Not going to win a lot of games that way. And we talked about it earlier in the postgame wrap. As BYU right now in their four losses this season, averaging only 55 yards on the ground. As the ground game goes, so do the Cougars. See how they rectify that going forward as they head up to Boise State. Coming up next, we'll get down to the locker room. We'll hear from Kalani Sataki and some of the players, but that's going to do it right now for Cougar Post Game Live. Your final score, 7-6 NIU with the victory against BYU at Lavelle Stadium. The Cougar Locker Room Show is next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to post-game coverage of BYU football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. The Cougar Locker Room Show is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. Get more house, same payment at UCCU. It's what we do. 
Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort Broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. NIU 7, BYU 6, Kalani Sitake at the podium. I've got to get back onto it and find a way to get better. Four games left and have to find a way to get, get this next one and get ready for Boise. So take whatever questions you guys have. Talk about the defensive performance. The one touchdown, but for the most part, they, they made a lot of plays. It's not turnover. Yeah, I was disappointed about that drive, that, that one touchdown drive. We made a lot of mistakes on it. I mean, technique-wise, we weren't in the right spots and had some miscommunication. and. Um, that really didn't give us much much of a choice on that drive, and gave us some big plays. But um, if we could have that one back, you know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, right out of the gate from the second half, that, that was disappointing. But uh, it's our job to get our guys ready to play and put them in a position to have success and, and uh, dominate. And I was pleased with a lot of guys the way they played today, but we just didn't have enough guys making plays and didn't do good enough uh, to find a way to win. So that's disappointing. I, um, heartaches right now, but. Got to get over it and find a way to, to get next get the, on the next one and get ready for Boise. Talk about the offense. I mean, only only got up six points. You made a lot of changes, hoping to mm-hmm. that and get some spark. And didn't work today. I think. Um, remember a few weeks back, I talked about playing BYU style football and um, being aggressive and um, letting it rip, and that didn't happen tonight today. So. That's that's got to change. So we, we talked about um, being aggressive in all all three phases and, and trying to find ways to make plays. And we didn't do enough in all three phases to win the game, you know. And so, um, uh, and obviously, uh, you're gonna look at the score and see it's seven to six. <laughs> got to get more production from our offense and um, be more aggressive, you know, and establish our identity. I talked about having our using our identity and what we are, and, and uh, went away from that today. The decision, you know, the fourth down and short there near midfield there in the fourth quarter, about I think about like uh, what was it about three minutes left, three mm-hmm. minutes. What what went into that decision? Because that was decided to punt instead of being aggressive and going for it. Yeah, well, when I'm talking about aggressive, it's not just going for it on fourth down every time. It's about playing strategic football, but also I'm talking about in the play itself and in the way that we take the field and. In a lot of our schemes, it's, it's probably I've probably been a little too general, but it's it's a it's a general term, but it can be specifically uh, directed at so many different things offensively. And that one, I felt like we could um, you know, being down one point and needing a field goal to win it. I thought it'd be good to pin them deep, and I thought our defense was playing well. I felt like we had a good scheme going and um, had a good a bunch of things that we could change up. I felt like we could take away when they're in the position to, to run the clock out. We thought we could. We could do that, and, and um, you know it worked out. So I, I think we got the ball back. The, the punter kicked the ball really well on that. On that, and, and uh, kudos to him. He had a great game punting. I th- yeah, there it is. His average is forty six point eight. So he flipped the field for them. Did a good job. I mean, he pinned us deep a couple a couple times, and so um, you know that that was a difference maker for them. That, that he was able to to make some plays for them and put them in better field position. But we felt like our defense could hold them and we can get the field, get the ball up a little bit more and have more time. I believe we had two minutes with a timeout left. So that, that we, should be, we should be able to get in, with, in field goal range from, from there. Unfortunately, we made a, made a mistake and didn't see a guy and threw a pick. Kalani, obviously you'll have to get a deeper perspective when, when you watch the film, but give your initial thoughts on your offensive line's performance. Not good enough. You know, I, I believe I look at our... Um, run game. I don't, what did we have here? Um, yeah, 
you know, 37 runs for 93 yards wasn't good enough. I don't think we did enough. I talked about just a little bit earlier about establishing our identity and being physical, and we didn't do enough of that. You know, I think we made some mistakes along the way, and I have to watch the film. But the, the numbers aren't going to be. That's not going to. That's not in our favor. I know we had more yards than them and everything. But we need. We had a position to score points and dominate up front and really wear them down. That didn't happen. What did you see from Zach Wilson in the second start? Um, I thought he did some good things. You know, I, I, um, I love his athleticism, his ability to make a play, and he pre- prepares really well. I know he's taking it really hard right now. This loss, I believe in him. I believe in a lot of our players and, and what they do. And uh, when I talk about being aggressive, let the kid go. You know, let him do his thing. And so um, that's that's what I look forward to seeing him making big plays and doing some good things for us. Zach's a young kid, but he he he's played a lot of football, and trust me, he's hard on himself. And the way he prepares for the game, I think will be really, really good having him on the field. Uh, he made one mistake on that pick, but um, and there's a few other mistakes that, that are here and there. But um, we're going to keep telling Zach to be aggressive and uh, to let it fly. And so I think we just, um, he's, he's a gunslinger. We've got to let him gu- uh, sling it a little bit. So, Kalani, on that, Zach had left over the defender and he had first and goal for five, and then he had two false starts. What, mm-hmm. what was the problem there? Yeah, we can't do that. We can have those mistakes. And, um, that that really is is a, a big part of the game, you know. Where we were on the the five yard line, I believe, and had had first down, and so we should be able to punch it in, and get a score, and, and you can't do that by getting a false start and a delay game penalty. Even though I thought I got the timeout in time, you know. So um, that's obviously that's on us. We can't. I mean, that, we get the sense of urgency. We got to get to the line of scrimmage, get lined up, and go. You know, and that's a, you're right at the end of it to punch it in. So we, we have to, that has a show on everybody, coaches all the way down to our, our players. What caused Austin Lee to miss today's game? He was kind of banged up a little bit through the through the week after the uh, Hawaii game, and so we've been uh, trying to get him right. Just wasn't wasn't 100 percent, and we felt like Diane and and uh, Troy were, did well this week, and. Um, just to not risk more injury for Austin. He's a really good player. Well, we love having him all on the field, but um, this not not uh, didn't want to risk it. You know, I think we can have a good chance of having him back for the Boise game, and didn't want to have it be a nagging thing that would occur and miss more weeks than just this one. On the second half kickoff that went out of bounds, were you trying to pin him in that corner? What, what, why was the kick that way? I think he just mishit it, but I, I didn't know if it was out of bounds or not. I, I thought he was deep enough in the end zone that it was a touchback, but you know that's the ref standing on the pylon, so got to believe her, and I, I think the refs did a good job. You know, We, we made mistakes, but um, just can't, can't keep doing those. You can't give them 15 yards on a kick by kicking out of bounds and, and can't leave it up to chance, can't leave it up to to a call where the rest is going to make a call being inbounds or outbounds and can't false start. The administrative penalties, that's, that's, that killed us in this game. And that can, that can happen. We're so far late in the season that we shouldn't be having delayed game penalties or a false start. Can you talk about the discipline that NIU's defense had because you run those misdirection plays, including the one there on the goal line on third down, and, and they just always seem to be in the right places, be disciplined enough to not bite on the oh, misdirection. Yeah. They're, good. they're a good team, you know, and, and uh, they made some plays. They made more plays than we did, and they're one point better. And um, I don't want to sit there and take away what they've done because they deserve to win. I just wish that we would play our style of football. That's what I like to see in all three phases. And and I think aggressive is, I don't know how many more, is there a stronger word than that? So I'd like to be really, really aggressive next week and 
have some consistency and establish something. I think we're growing and we're learning and we're getting better. But man, we got to get these wins. That's the best way to learn is to win. Thanks, coach. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, that's Kalani Satake, Zach Wilson, Talon Shumway next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Quarterback Zach Wilson, wide receiver Talon Shumway at the press conference podium. There's. Zach, what did you see on the interception there at the end? Uh, just a bad read. Um, I thought safety was deeper than he was. I thought our over was going to go in front rather than behind. Um, death, death perception was off a little bit right there and made a bad play. After your leap and you got the ball to the five yard line, you got you guys got two false starts. What what went wrong there? Lack of focus. Um, I think some of the problems was that the play clock was getting low on a couple of them, and, and guys were just getting a little antsy. And um, uh, if it wasn't that, I mean, I'm sure we would have been close to delay of game as well. So um, you know, I think it was lack of focus. Talon, can you address kind of how the offense is feeling? This isn't, you guys had such a good performance a couple weeks ago and then kind of struggled today. What's what's kind of the, the mood and the approach that you guys have? Um, well, it's probably obvious and, uh, and what is to be expected. So, um, yeah, it sucks. It sucks to lose, um, especially ones like that. Um, credit to them. Good team. They deserve to win. And we didn't do what we came out to do. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's hard to look back and, and uh, look at the things that you wish you would have done or, or things you could change, but we can't change it now. So um, it's, it's time to move on. You know, these things are going to happen. You're, there's nobody that never loses, so no one that goes, doesn't go through hard times. So we're just going to pass it. You know, we're happy to play here. and. Um, nowhere else we'd rather be so and the situation's still good for us coach said he wants BYU football you know to have that identity of BYU football said he didn't feel like the team played that way today what do you guys what do you feel like needs to be done to be able to play the type of BYU football he, he expects and what he wants? to make more plays than they do um, and uh, we got to execute what we're being told to execute so the coaches has the vision. We have the execution part of it. So um, it's up to us to do that. We didn't do it today. Anything else? Zach Kalani in his comments was saying he wants an aggressive mindset in all three phases. Do you feel you guys were aggressive enough on offense? Um, I think at times. I think we could have been better. And I, I don't think it's, um, you know, it's tough. I, I really don't know. I mean, I feel like we're trying to be aggressive. I feel like we're attempting to move the ball, make plays. Um, I just think it's a, it's a full team effort, of course, and I think we just got to go back and figure out what we got to do differently. Talon, what's the key to cutting down on those penalties? Because you guys wouldn't move the ball eventually for that second half, and then it just seemed like penalties would happen and things would snowball. So how do you kind of cut down on those? Uh, it's just something that can't happen, uh, and we've all been there. So um, whoever, whoever it was doesn't really matter. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we just we had to practice with focus and play with focus, and um, sometimes that lacks. But you know, try not to make mistakes twice. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. All right, that was quarterback Zach Wilson, wide receiver Talon Shumway. We'll go to the defensive side of the ball for Sione Takitaki and Corbin Kafusi next. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
NIU 7, BYU 6, today's final. Sione Takitaki, Corbin Kafusi at the press conference podium. Good team, so we'll attack them Monday. Corbin, what happened on that drive when they were able to take down this point? No, I think uh, it was right after half, and, you know, we might have taken a little too long to get going. You know, we let them kind of get after us, and we were kind of on our heels a little bit, so we got to be better about coming out at the half, and if they get the ball, then we got to come out and, you know, play our game and not let them do what they do. Kalani talked about his posting comments. He was aggression in all three phases. You feel you guys were aggressive enough on the defensive side? You know, I think there were times where we were aggressive for sure, and but I think the lack of turnovers shows that there's a lot more to be done with aggression-wise. Corbin, where's this team mentally right now after a real disappointing loss? You know, I think... The thing about losses is, you know, you've got to take them. You know, no one comes after a loss and is happy. But it's, I think the biggest thing will be how we come Monday. And so, you know, it's the weekend and guys might be down and whatnot. But I think Monday is when we'll be able to see really what, how the team reacts and how the team is feeling. Sione, a lot's been made about the identity of the offense. But what what would you say is the identity of the defense right now? What was that? What was that question? What would you say is the identity of your defense right now? Um, I think we're we're a tough defense. You know, we're we're um, ready to compete against anybody, and I think we're really tough and and aggressive. I, I would say, you know, we're. Um, I feel like we stack up against anybody, but um, yeah, I think I think we're tough and aggressive. Sonny, that you were there in the middle, and they seemed to get those bigger runs, but they seemed to crease that middle. What was happening? Yeah, like they like um, you just said, they they creased one and. Um, that's, that's what that's what that comes with football. You know, you're going to lose a couple, and you're going to win. Hopefully, you win more than you lose. So, they got one on me. Okay. All right, uh, Corbin Kofusi, Sione Taki Taki. We'll come back and hear from the other side. NIU head coach Rod Carey coming up next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU fans, title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. Well, nothing came easy today for BYU offensively. They fall to NIU by a score of 7-6. First ever meeting between these two teams goes to the visitors from DeKalb, Illinois. The head coach of the Huskies is Rod Carey. And he spoke with the media moments ago. Yeah, we're obviously, you know, extremely happy with the outcome. Um, the only number, I just said this to Juwan, that matters is 7-6. to six. That's it. That's the only one. That was an old-school, ugly football game um, from start to finish. And um, give our team credit, we uglied it up. We uglied it up on offense, uglied it up on defense. And kicking game was really outstanding today. Matt Ferentz said, heck, job. minus that one kickoff return they had to open the game. Um, just it, it was ugly, and uh, it's beautiful to us. Um, I can tell you that in every way, shape, or form. So, with that, I'll open up for questions for you guys. Um, you, you've had other situations this season where it was three-zero at halftime, and then the second half, things kind of got away. How, how did you adjust? this time around in the second half to keep things from getting away from you guys? Well, I tell you, the opening drive of the second half offensively, I really thought we were going to keep uh, scoring there after the first one because we had to make some adjustments. They, they did a nice job. A lot of credit to BYU. It's a really good football team and, and, and an outstanding program. Got a lot of respect for Coach. Um, 
but they made some adjustments defensively that we had not seen, and so we needed to go ahead um, and, uh, you know, we were scrambling first half and still making the ball and doing all right um, at times, and then we got those adjustments done and came out, um, and then defensively, you know, we're always tweaking things here and there and finding tendencies, so we did that as well. How critical were, were those, those third down sacks in the second half? Well, everything. I mean, that's, uh, you know, you get off the field on third down, uh, it's a big deal. I mean, I'm looking there. They went 3 of 15, we went 3 of 14. I mean, um, that's the whole game. That's how it becomes an ugly game. And uh, it was. So, you know, it was critical. You guys had a really good game with your time management. Um, essentially, 10 less minutes on offense than BYU had. Um, what can you attribute the success to? But also, um, is there a lot of preparation during the bye week to know that there's going to be games that come out like this where you don't have the the ball? Well, I don't think we went into a bye week saying we wanted to win a game seven to six. (laughs) We wanted to get better and and do that. But, um, you know, I I think that, you know, at times, you know, we milked the clock. Listen, they, our defense, they got some first downs on them, but then our defense stiffened up. And so you give them credit for the time of possession because they held the ball because with some early first downs they got in first and second down. But then when a third down arose, we were usually pretty good on it. McKelty, first interception this season for you, second career interception. Take us through that play. um, What did you see when Wilson tossed? Uh, So really, um, we made an adjustment at halftime to adjust our coverage to what they were uh, doing to attack us. And our coaches did a really great job of putting me in a position to uh, actually execute a play. And that's really what I did, you know, um, just based off our coverage adjustment and what I read off of what he gave me. So um, our coaches did a great job. What, what was kind of the mindset of the defense going out onto that drive? I mean, because you had the one-point lead. They, they had a, they'd been able to drive down the field goal range a couple previous drives. What, what was kind of the mindset and mentality with that? Yeah, so I, I, I feel like we try to approach every um, – Every time we go out there the same way, you know, we got to go out there and play no matter what the drive is. You know, of course, you know, we think about the time management and things of that nature, but we approach every drive the same way. We got to uh, keep playing. All right, there it is. Uh, the word from the Northern Illinois locker room tonight. Uh, coach and players speaking after they defeat BYU, the Huskies, 7-6. to six. Our final score, I'm expecting head coach Kalani Sitake to join us here in the broadcast booth shortly. NIU is a winner in front of a 51,084 officially. And, Mark, you're not going to get too many finer days for football uh, in this neck of the woods this time of year than we had today. Well, I'll say a great day for the, you know, leading into Halloween, but I guess it's going to go ugly this next week. So uh, I would much rather be here on a day like today than uh, ugliness on Halloween night. So, <laughs> But uh, it is surprising to me that it wasn't a uh, full house. Uh, uh, it was that same kind of situation that, well, similar situation at Utah State when the crowd didn't get into it. The team had a hard time involving themselves. Uh, there were times today when a couple of big plays got people excited, a big hit or uh, that Bushman catch on the sideline. But uh, I don't know if they could continue. It was kind of like the, the crowd couldn't keep the consistency in the same way that the offense had that trouble. <laughs> Well, it ends up being a, a one-point game, a 7-6 to six, the final, and Coach Kalani Sitake will talk about it with us coming up next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. The Cougar Postgame Coaches Show is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 
Welcome back to LaVilla Bird Stadium at the broadcast booth with Greg Grubel and Mark Lyons, head coach of the Cougars, Kalani Sitake, joining us on the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Uh, by the way, first up, we have the uh, Mountain America field goal recap. Uh, for each field goal makes BYU, for each field goal BYU makes this year, Mountain America Credit Union will donate $500 to the American Red Cross. Today, the Cougars made two field goals for a running total of seven now on the season, bringing the donation total to $3,500 on the year, thanks to Mountain America Credit Union. BYU falls to NIU today by a score of 7-6. to six. One score game, and... Uh, BYU did get the ball back in the final two minutes with a chance to uh, hopefully drive down for a game-winning score. An interception was thrown, and Kalani on this day, that was the only turnover of the day, ended up kind of being the uh, the decider at the end of it. It was won or lost before that, you could say, but still, there was that chance. Yeah, there's just uh, a lot of things that happened in the game that we didn't take advantage of to, to get a win, and we didn't do enough. Northern Illinois did, and uh, congrats to them for getting the win. But um, I said afterwards in the postgame, uh, press conference and I thought we uh, went away from what we do as a team uh, offensively and we've got to get back to it get our ide- identity back and play our style of football well and and so I know you want that to be an attack and and there's the the hard thing again is we've talked about it before there's enough good plays made in the game that you think okay we've broken the balloon here we go and then uh, it doesn't continue on it just if you make those kind of good plays uh, sporadically, you've got to put them together, right? Yeah, and we, we would get big gains, and then the drive would stall. We would do things um, as a team and, and, and look like we're gaining momentum, and then something would happen to take it away. And as a, I mean, there's a lot that goes into the game, but, um, you know, I, I thought uh, we played right into their hands. I mean, you know, this grinded-out type of t- type of game is not our style. That's not what we're supposed to do today, so... Um, NIU did their game plan and we didn't do ours, you know, and, and uh, I've mentioned about being aggressive and that was not aggressive style of football and that, and um, I love the way Zach plays. I think he prepares really well for the game as a quarterback. Um, I know he's young. That mistake came at the end and I think he was trying to force it, but I believe in him and his ability, you know, and we need to do a better job of putting him in a position to have more success and uh, play to, to Zach's strengths and, and uh, do that and um, really don't have to – we can't sco- uh, win games grinding it out and trying to win 9-7, to seven, stuff like that. We have to put more points on the board and whatever it takes. I know what it's going to take. It's going to take getting Zach in position so he can have success and do what he's good at. You're talking about him chucking <clears throat> the ball around probably. Yeah, I mean, he's, he can do a lot of it. I mean, as we talk about being aggressive, you can be aggressive in a lot of different ways. I, I just want points on the board, you know, and – um, if a defense is, is blitzing and doing a lot of things, then you have to make them pay by, by bringing extra guys. And uh, there's a lot of ways you can do it. We just need to have uh, a better position. We need to just have a better game plan to put our guys in better position so that they can have success, That's meaning right. our game-breaking guys, our game players, you know, our playmakers on the field. Yeah. And, and uh, that didn't happen today. As a quarterback, uh, the pressure comes to you. You're thinking, you know, and you get sacked a couple times. You feel like that's your fault. And uh, I think that makes him press a little bit and probably got a little bit excited about uh, a couple of throws. But uh, overall, he, he sure does scramble well. He gets out of trouble quite a few times. And when you do that, you're in that panic mode. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's just uh, I don't know if it was really getting beat other than letting guys go free oh. on the pass rush. And then that, that's, uh, that's hard to deal with when you're your quarterback. Yeah. When a D lineman doesn't even get touched, or the middle you know? linebacker came. A yeah, few times and so that's that's through. right up the middle. So that's not like a uh, 
uh, a scheme thing. That's an execution issue. Yeah. And so uh, we can't give them a chance if if, if we're, we're missing assignments and uh, making mistakes. And this is mistakes that you make in game one. And we're way past that, you know. So uh, that's my job as head coach. I got to get that done with the R offense and make sure that we execute better and that we play aggressive style of football and that we do what we did. I mean, against Hawaii, let's just do that stuff, right? And, and uh, let let the kid play. Let him play and let him have fun and, and execute. And, but in order to do that, we have to be able to, to communicate and pass pro and not jump off sides or false start and make administrative penalties, get delayed games and things like that. That's on. That's uh, what we control as a coaching staff. One of the things BYU have been doing really well uh, this season coming into today was uh, scoring touchdowns when you get in scoring position, and today that was more of a struggle. Yeah, and that's a – I mean – yeah, that's the, we have to score touchdowns in this in this uh, type of system. When we get down there, we have to be able to punch it in, get the end zone, get six points. Um, and and obviously that didn't happen. We had a, ch- a chance with first and five, first and goal from the five yard line, and you have to find a way to get in the end zone there. And um, I believe we had a delay game. And it was back to back false starts yeah. actually there. Oh, back to back false starts or something. Yeah, yeah so th- we had those issues and that backed us back up more. So that didn't help and. Um, thought about going for it on the fourth and fourth and go from the five. I believe we got after the throw to Neil Pau, <laughs> and uh, thought about it. But um, there's just a lot of more football to be played, and um, there's a chance we can kick a field goal that close. I thought we would have another chance to probably get close and kick another field goal. And um, you know, as I look back at it, I'll, I'll look at, I'll review a lot of things that I could do differently as a head coach, and uh, whether we should have gone for it on that second to last drive or not. Um, just felt comfortable with the defense being able to pin them back and. Obviously, their punter nailed a great punt. Yeah, you know, did. But, um, we got the ball back with with uh, two minutes. So I think one a minute fifty nine seconds left. Plus, plus timeouts. Yeah, and so um, yeah, as you look at it, it's like there's a lot of things that we could have done differently. But I, I believe that it shouldn't we shouldn't have made it so tight to begin with. I mean, it's so such a close game. We just uh, they've got to find ways to get more points on the board. Yeah, it definitely was a defensive game today, and uh, uh, the drive that um, northern illinois put together to start the second half that had they kind of figured out a couple things to do you know all of a sudden their run game was picking up a little bit and uh, then he had a little more time to throw yeah that one drive was the 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 big downer on on our defense i mean i think they they had another drive where they were able to kick a field goal and and missed missed it, it hit the upright um but you know uh i i thought they did enough i mean Seven points, you should be able yeah. to win games if you hold someone to seven points. The only thing defensive could have done better is get them get zero points. <laughs> and that that would have been nice, you know, um, keep them out. And that, that, that drive in the second half, um, Northern Illinois made some plays, but we made some mistakes and um, with our technique and with our communication on the defense, and that should never happen. But, um, you know, we had a couple of breakdowns, and they took advantage, and they made some plays. And uh, we just – it was a it was a – it was just a bunch of series of, of uh, unfortunate events during that drive, and uh, you know our guys rallied back and were able to find a way to to finish off the game. But um, I think there's a lot of things I know the defense would like to like to take back, but it's also difficult to play a game when you're only scoring yeah. such low output. It's not going to it makes it really hard for the whole team. Yeah, fourth consecutive game that the opponent has scored a touchdown on their first drive coming out of the halftime locker room, as it turns out. And and you're right, Kalani. The last time BYU lost a game when allowing only seven points, was at Boise six years ago when they lost 7-6. to six. Same score. Yeah, and so, so that's um, 
Yeah, I, I just we needed more points and yeah. more more opportunities to make plays on defense and offense. And we'll we got to get back on it though. You know, I I believe our our team has such great potential, and uh, I need to get it out of them. And then we just as coaches, we need to do a better job. You were confident that uh, Southam could hit that fifty-one yarder, right? Yeah, I, th- I thought he had plenty of leg. You know, yeah. the, the disappointing part was getting a sack before it and backing him up a little bit. Yeah. But um, I, I, I've seen him kick the ball really well from that distance many times, and I think it just went little went right on him. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I know he feels bad about it, but uh, um, it shouldn't come down to, to the field goals in order for us to win. All right, Kalani Sitake is with us. We'll take a break and have concluding comments with the coach coming up. This is the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now, back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. NIU 7, BYU 6, taking a look now at tonight, today's big-time performance of the game, brought to you by Bank of American Fork. Enjoy a free checking account that can earn big interest with the MyRate checking account from Bank of American Fork. We'll go defense today. Sione Takitaki with uh, eight solo tackles of his 11 total. He had a sack and a TFL, and uh, so Sione was heard from multiple times today. And last couple games, uh, Kalani, we've seen different defensive looks and deployments of different personnel. Uh, how did you want to approach things defensively today, uh, both schematically and personnel-wise, and how well do you think, uh, think things got done that way? I thought, I thought defensively we did some good things. I, I thought we were able to um, bring some pressure when we needed it and um, and also just play some base defense. Uh, we didn't want to give up a cheap one. I know we, um, they had to throw in coverage a couple times and, and uh, threw a fade and complete, completed one on us. But um, for the most part, I thought we kept everything um, at bay. And defensively, we, we tackled a lot better than, um, you know, throughout than earlier in the year a few weeks ago. But uh, I just... Um, Thought they did enough. I, I just it would have been nice to get a goose egg. That would have been nice to get a win. But um, there's all there's room for improvement everywhere. And um, you know as, as we look at it and try to find ways to get more plays and be disruptive, getting turnovers. That's got to be key for us. And uh, I thought um, I thought Northern Illinois did a great job at, at trying to take care of the football. You know if if um, the throw wasn't there, um, Childers just threw the ball away yeah. or, or make it put it in a spot where only they could they could do it. And that's their game plan. Their game plan was to grind it out. And have a chance at the end, you know, and let their defense win the game. And um, we just played into their hands uh, offensively, just played into what they wanted to do. Yeah, they're now 5-0 and in one-score games this year, Mark, a point we talked about earlier. That's the kind of game they want to be in. They've proven the ability to win those kind of games, and they, they did it again here today. Yeah, there's no secret. That's that's kind of what's been out there. That's what they try to do, and they play great defense. And um, we, I thought we played great defense except for a couple drives, you know, and um, but uh, definitely enough to win win the game. That's just we need more points. That's got to be the key. Isaiah Kafusi got called for uh, targeting, and uh, it was nice that they uh, looked at that and ruled against it. Yeah, and 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 um, you know I, I I didn't get the, a good look at it, but uh, we we teach better than that though. Just to, you know when you when you're coming in and, and trying to wrap up, we try to uh, do it the right way and teach our guys the right way, mostly because we want to avoid injury for our player. You know, and then uh, I think when you come in with your head low, that makes it really dangerous. But I'm glad that that, that uh, we get him for the Boise game. You know, because that was in yeah. the second half, and that would, he would have missed the first half had that been have that been confirmed. Third down number was three of fifteen today, and then that, that's a tough one to overcome. Yeah, and and um, I can't, defensively we did. It was okay. almost the same, three of fourteen. Yeah, and so um, you know, I, 
Gosh, and I think the key is to try to get um, into third and more manageable downs. Very few third and shorts today. I think there came a time in the fourth quarter when you looked at a third and three, and it was your first third and shorter than four all game. So it really had been a down and distance type situation for you. Yeah, and that's uh, we got to find ways to, to win on first and second down, and that means getting five-plus yards on those downs so we can get in third and short situations if we do get third downs. I'd, I'd rather never see a third down and just keep getting first and seconds the entire time. Yeah. Good execution on the fourth down conversion you made. I think it was about fourth and four, and it was on the drive that you ended up getting a field goal. Yeah, and, and that's uh, – I'm glad we were able to get that. I, I, we didn't get the, another one, right? I mean, that's yeah, – uh, One other one. But, uh, you know, I want, I want to go for it on fourth down. I want to do it more often. And I and, uh, just felt like uh, as the game was going on, we needed just a field goal. That, that I keep going back to that second – Second to last drive. I can't remember where was the ball at. Do you remember? Forty six of BYU. Yeah, that that was a better position to go for it on fourth down. As I look back on it, I mean, it would have been nice to go for it there. We're only with with uh, Scotter's leg. We're not very far from kicking a field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we could pin him deeper and then make him, you know. But we got the ball back position. on the thirty. I can't remember the thirty. Thirty three yard line. We one forty seven to go and timeouts. Punter hit a bomb of a of a yeah. punt, and that's uh, credit for him. But I, I thought we got the ball back and. You know, unfortunately, the next play uh, was where the turnover came on, and I, uh, I want Zach to keep going after things. I just want to make sure that uh, we don't have to keep coming back to the last drive of the pl- of the game in order for us to have yeah. success. We just we need more points on the board, and having six six points in 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 you know 58 minutes of football is not good. We saw Kyrus Tonga have to leave the game, and I know you were kind of concerned about him coming into the game. You hope you'll be okay for Boise. Yeah, we're hoping. We'll have to take a look at at. Uh, um, you know, tomorrow and, and see what, what happens today. We have a couple guys banged up, and, and Lopini Nicato was a little banged up too. So there's some others that we hope to get back. Uh, Austin Lee was not really able to go. Um, had some has had some injuries that he's been nursing. So nursing. So hopefully he'll be ready to go. I think he'll be ready to go against Boise, but we'll we'll see what happens. The last couple of things. It's clear that you like Matt Hadley as a running back for real now. I think he's there to stay. For yeah, the rest of the I year. think so. And he he gives us a a, a lot of different um, things up front and. Uh, he's a good downhill runner, has some speed. He's a deceptive player and a lot like the old Matt Bellini used to play. Coach, uh, on a different subject, uh, Halloween comes up this week. You guys <laughs> doing trunk or treat? We are. We're doing a trunk or treat awesome. on Wednesday evening on Halloween and um, on the, in the parking lot here that where we normally do it. Just um, you know, Our guys will be dressed up. Or Listen, th- this as much as this, this um, loss hurts, we have to move on. We have to, win, we have to win the next one, and that means you got to move on and learn and, and – um, Learn and grow, you know. So uh, I, this is a heart-wrenching loss. It's it a tough one. hurts me right now just talking about it. But yeah. um, got to get going, and, and uh, we can't just sit here and, and, and wallow in the depths of despair, you know. Yeah. We've got to find, find a way to get the next one. And we have four more guaranteed games. And in order for us to get ready to roll, I, I'd like to focus on getting the next one against Boise. And uh, that comes up Saturday night. Uh, BYU looking for its first win on the blue turf up there at uh, Albertson Stadium, Cougars and Broncos next Saturday night. And BYU still two wins away from bowl eligibility with four to play. And that remains kind of driving force for you guys, doesn't it, right now, too? One of the things? In addition to just game-to-game game wanting to get the next one, isn't that something you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, that's that's our goals. You know, we have our goals that we want to accomplish. And, and uh, things haven't, haven't gone our way. But I know that we have to be a, uh, put our guys in a better position to win. We have to find ways to win. And that... However it happens, I mean, and, and we could have done that today, but, um, you know, we'll learn from this, and, and I believe in our in our guys, I believe in our players and how they prepare and how hard they work, but, um, we, you know, 
right now we're 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 uh there's a lot of people questioning us and we seem to do good when we have those type of issues yeah it's a good challenge and get ready for it huh? all right tough one today uh coach we will see you next week thank you guys all right, thank it. you. That's Kalani Sitake. And that'll be it for our Cougar postgame coaches show. Cougar Nation Now is coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You are tuned to BYU Dining's Cougar Nation Now. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by tweeting your questions using the hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort broadcast booth and join Mark Lyons, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. And Mitchell Jurgens has also joined us up here in the booth. BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter for your comments, questions, and points of discussion. As we're doing postgame here, over to uh, the south of us at Southfield, BYU women's soccer is trying to get into the NCAA tournament. If they beat Santa Clara, they will be conference champions. They will be in the NCAA tournament after a season away. And right from the get-go, BYU's been the much better team. Santa Clara is ranked sixth nationally, number six team in the country, getting all the pub, already getting a high seed in the tournament, people say. And BYU's been the better team from the get-go. BYU won. And Santa Clara zero in the 40th minute. Michaela Coulihan scored in the 14th to put BYU in front. So uh, Jen Rockwood's team trying to get back in the dance and looking good so far. A 1-0 lead late in half number one over there at Southfield. Looks like a big crowd on hand, too. And again, even though there's one game left in the regular season after tonight, with a win today, BYU will be conference champs and win the NCAA auto bid. So big game happening over there, and keep it going, Cougs. All right, as for uh, the football Cougs, the other football Cougs, BYU uh, falls to Northern Illinois by a score of 7-6 today. Two Skyler Southam field goals, and that was it for BYU. First time in the Satake era that BYU loses a game when leading at halftime. The lead was slim, mind you, 3 nothing, But it ends up going away on the first drive of the second, uh, second half, and BYU never got the lead back, trailing 7-3. Field goal to make it 7-6 after getting as deep as the five-yard line but not converting into a touchdown. And then the late uh, Zach Wilson pick on his final throw of the night was uh, the final gasp for BYU as the Huskies take it by one. Uh, Mitchell Jurgens is back up now from the Cougar locker room area. He spent the whole day at field level. And from your vantage point, um, what uh, did you see as something that, yeah, I, I, I saw that could happen or something you thought that was very unexpected to you? Yeah, from the beginning of the game, we did, I mean, we did notice that um, that they were going to bring pressure and they were going to do it well. Um, tonight they had five sacks. Uh, the Northern Illinois had five sacks on BYU's offense. And the one thing I did notice um, that maybe I just, I knew they'd get pressure, but it was very consistent pressure. Uh, on each of the sacks, I'd, I'd be interested to go watch um, each of the sacks again, but I felt like Zach was pretty elusive back there, and he made the first guy miss, even made the second guy miss, but it was the third guy who came in, and he just didn't have a break. It was it was juke, juke, drop, you know, yeah. juke, juke, drop, and and there was just consistent pressure the whole night, um, which, you know, I'm, I'm sure they'll go back and watch the film and, and see. I mean, they were bringing a lot of guys, um, and then to that before the game, I was talking about how when that happens, you're going to have one-on-one matchups on the outside. Uh, we saw a few plays where BYU did go to the 10-yard out, and it worked. And I just, I, I wish I, we could have seen a little bit more of that to compensate with Northern Illinois bringing so much pressure. Um, but overall, I mean, when when you can't put the ball in the end zone, um, the offense is going to struggle, and that's what we saw. We saw six points, but no touchdowns. 
And it's, uh, you know, obviously a little disappointing, but there's some things that they can work on and improve on for Boise State. I did think that they uh, came in the second half. They were still getting that same pressure. And, but that's kind of the M.O. of Northern Illinois in the film that I watched. But they came with a lot of four-man rush. Uh, but you're right. They maintained their lanes. One guy would get pressure, and then he would try to get away, and then other guys were maintaining their lane and staying in their spot, so you just ran into a second guy. And the same thing happened on a lot of the offense tonight when they ran a couple of little misdirection plays. Man, there's a, they come around, and they're eye-to-eye with a tackler. And uh, uh, I just was very impressed that uh, everywhere you went with the football, there were guys ready there to meet you. One of the guys that BYU expected to see a lot of was defensive end Sutton Smith. And he was well-contained today. No solo tackles. Little, I mean, he's, uh, he's one of the best players in the country in, in sacks and tackles for loss. Just one assisted tackle for Sutton Smith today. Sacks came two from Josh Corcoran and singles from Lorbeck, McKee, and Jones Davis. So five sacks among eight TFLs on the day. Eight. Eight TFLs for a Northern Illinois. BYU had two sacks and six tackles for loss. The sacks came from Sione Takitaki with one, and then a split sack for Kofusi and Tonga. Kairos Tonga, who Mitch, uh, you said, uh, did leave the game and uh, was done for the day. Was that early second half? Um, yes, early second half. Uh, as he was walking out, it did look like his knee, um, his knee brace uh, was unbuckled. Um, but he did walk into the tunnel on his own power, so hopefully he will be back for uh, next week at Boise State. They've hit the half over at Southfield, by the way. BYU won Santa Clara, no score. Number six Broncos in, and the winner of this game will play in the NCAA tournament, and uh, BYU looking good from the start and has earned a 1-0 lead at halftime, so we'll keep an eye on that as our postgame coverage continues. Again, even with a game to play, they'll know today that they're dancing if they can just defeat Santa Clara, and that'd be a big deal. The coaches picked BYU third in the WCC this year, and other prognosticators had BYU finishing as low as 7th in the West Coast Conference. Well, that just doesn't happen uh, under Jen Rockwood. And they're, about, they're about to finish first if they can finish off this game. BYU's football game went 7-6 in favor of NIU. Those who missed the stat recap earlier, just some numbers of note for you. Uh, Zach Wilson in his second career start goes 18 for 30 for 208, no touchdowns, and one interception. Long completion was 42 yards to Talon Shumway. Rushing, yeah. rushing. Oh, go ahead, Mark. That one almost, he went all the way. You know, he catches a football, gets tripped up just a little bit by that defender and loses his balance. If he comes out with that catch clean and doesn't lose his balance, I think he races him to the end zone, and I think he beats him. Mm. I agree. I agree. Was that the same sequence on which uh, BYU got down to the five-yard line? Was it, it is. Was yes. it that same, that, same, uh, that same set of plays? I'm saying that it was. It that's, was. That's my recall. And mm-hmm. Mitchell's with Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So the next play was Shumway for seven. Then it was Zach for five. And then it was those false starts back-to-back. And the, the five-yard run by Wilson, I mentioned, was the one that ended with a hurdle, right? And that yeah. got, him, got, him, got, him, got him down to the five. So after that big play, the crowd is, is, is loud and into it. And then false start, false start. First and goal from the 15. Incomplete low ball to Canada. Complete to Neal uh, for 11 yards. Uh, and then it was third and goal from the four, and that was when they ran the Brady, the Brady Christensen tackle lateral, and that lost a yard. So, yeah, on third and goal from the four, they ran the Christensen play for a loss of one, and then Kalani saying he thought about going for it, fourth and goal from the five, but said there's a lot of football left to play. 
make it so you win the game with a field goal. They kick a field goal, makes it 7-6, and that was it. No one else would score the rest of the way. So the back-to-back false starts are huge. Um, they couldn't overcome the 15 yards, and then uh, the, tackle, uh, the, the, the tackle lateral play to Christensen ended up losing a yard on third and goal yeah, from the fourth. I think fourth. there was a missed block out there with the screen man. <sighs> yeah, I know. And then uh, nothing happened in the fourth quarter, right? There was no scoring uh, either side. So uh, there was no scoring in the second quarter, and there was no scoring from either team in the fourth quarter as BYU falls today by a score of 7-6. to six. Uh, The Matt Hadley thing is interesting. He's now become uh, – he was the rushing leader for BYU now in two consecutive games. He went 9 for 38 today. Uh, no one had a great rushing average. Uh, Aleva Hifo on fly sweeps would, had 2 for 10. So Hadley ran for 4.2 his average, and Squally 3.2. And Squally is back, but uh, I don't know, I'm not sure how back he really is. I'm not sure if that ankle was will ultimately ever be totally healthy for the rest of this year. Um, either way, it was just a so-so day for Squally and the rushing game in general. They ran for 93 yards on 37 carries, an average of 2.5. Uh, not spectacular. All right, uh, break time. We'll come back and we'll start uh, hearing it from Cougar Nation. So here's what we'll do. We'll ask for your tweets at... Hashtag BYUCNN. That's hashtag BYU Cougar Nation Now. This is BYU Creamery Cougar Nation Now. We'll take a look through your t- tweets and see what questions and comments can uh, guide our discussion from here. Final score is Northern Illinois 7 and BYU 6. The Huskies go to 5-3. and three. BYU falls to 5-4 and four, uh, four and four on the year. 4-4 four and four for the Cougs. And play at Boise one week from tonight. Two games away from bowl eligibility. Two wins away. They have four games to get them. We're back with more. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter for BYU Creamery Cougar Nation Now. Listening to Cougar Nation Now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU Creamery Cougar Nation Now is with you. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. As we talk about BYU falling to NIU today by a score of 7-6, to six, let us first pause 10 seconds for station identification on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Radio on KBYU FM HD2 Provo. You're listening to BYU Football on BYU Radio. Back at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, Greg Rubel and Mark Lyons with uh, Mitchell Jurgens, your broadcast trio. BYU falls to NIU by a score of 7-6, to six, and BYU falls to 4-4 four and four as a result. So four games to play, two games to win to get bowl eligible. And uh, Mark and Mitch, we would say that with uh, UMass on the schedule uh, back in Boston, and with New Mexico State on the schedule here at home, those are two wins you're going to get. But I think there's almost uh, – I think the, the, the ability to count certain games uh, is kind <laughs> of uh, – yeah. the, the ability to do that is diminishing as we go along well, here because I, I, things I thought could and might happen just aren't happening consistently enough. Well, like, like I always say, you know, you play Hawaii and you just light it up and do everything well and uh, everything goes smooth and, and all of a sudden you're saying – we're going to win out, you know, for the bold guys. But uh, you certainly think that you're going to come out in the next game against uh, Northern Illinois and have a shot. Well, you had a shot. But uh, you really – I I expected this to be a victory for BYU, uh, particularly since they seem to have everything together in the Hawaii game. And I was concerned com- totally for the defense that they were going to see today, but I also anticipated that BYU's front was going to be strong enough to move them. It didn't, you know, it didn't happen. So I, I was surprised that uh, Northern Illinois held their own against us. Yeah, I think that just goes, I mean, it goes to show you that football football's a, an interesting game. Um, it's it's so much more mental than I, I think people think. 
um, when you come into a game, uh, I mean, you could have the advantage on paper, but it's completely different. If your guys aren't dialed in, if if, if guys aren't focused, um, if they didn't take the week to prepare as well as they could have, um, it can be a completely different game as we expected. Um, and so looking to the end of the season, there's four games. There's those two that we look at in UMass um, and New Mexico State that look to be the, the guaranteed wins to get BYU Bowl eligible. But at this rate, I mean, as we've learned throughout the season, you just don't know. There are no um, gimmies either right now. Th- there's not. Yeah. And so every single game, they've got to treat like this is the game is to to you know get us closer to um, getting bowl eligible. And, and you learned that you do that every week, didn't you? Learn that. Oh yeah. And you're playing that every game is the day that you're going to be at your best to win this game. You don't walk out of there thinking, oh man, I wish I would have done a little more getting ready for this game. And it, that happens sometimes, and it, once it does, you think that's not going to happen to me again. And so I I, uh, I don't want to say this out loud. Should I? I'm just going to whisper this to you guys. But uh, <laughs> I don't think they were ready to play against Utah State. Against Utah State, an in-state rival. I didn't feel like they had any fight. Did you hear that? I think whispering helped a lot. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I didn't. I I, I kind of had a weird feeling when the when the first kickoff of the second half went out of bounds for BYU, because I just finished saying that the opponents have scored on their first uh, have scored touchdowns on their first drives of the second half in three straight games, and here BYU was giving NIU a shorter field with a kickoff out of bounds to start the second half, and sure enough, sixty-five yards later, it was seven to three, and BYU never got the lead back, and at Dave R. Welker on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN, says, kick out of bounds, block in the back, muffed punt, unfielded punts, 30-yard punt in crunch time. What was up with the special teams? Not a great day for them today. Not a great day, yeah. And in a low-scoring game, in a one-point game, there's a missed field goal. Granted, it's 51 yards, but it's the guy with the leg, and, and at some point you've got to make one of those. It's been, again, people, it's, it's been 12 years minus a day since BYU kicked a field goal of 50 yards, and Mark... I have to take this. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Mark's going to just uh, step out and handle this important phone call right now. But it's been 12 years minus a day that BYU had a 50-yard field goal. I haven't taken the time to research this, and I guess this is why interns were created. But I'd, I'd like to know if BYU is the only team in FBS without a 50-yard field goal in the last 12 years. Because that's a long time. 2006, October 28th, a year minus, a 12 years minus a day ago, BYU had a 50-yard field goal. Now, 50 is not 60. It's just 50, okay? 15 or 20 50-yard field goals get made in the NFL every weekend. Now, real, that's pro and not college, but that said, college kickers make 50s all the time. BYU just played a guy that had three in one game. Uh, earlier this year. So it can be done, and it's the weirdest thing that BYU cannot find a way to kick a long field goal when it matters, and it mattered a lot here today. And I think uh, Skyler has now missed a couple of 50-plus. Of and, and the one thing that we knew and kind of looked forward to about Skyler was the fact that he had this, this amazing leg and, and was going to be good from distance. He's missed now from 52 and 51, and they'll come. Yeah. But, uh, man, you'd like to think that, okay, when the offense – Bogs down. They back themselves up. At least we're going to get points because the kid's got a leg. Well, he got there. had enough distance but was wide. And so there it is, 12 years. Getting me back to my point, I wonder how many teams have not had a 50-yard field goal in 12 years because BYU's got to be one of just a handful, probably a single hand worth. It's a crazy thing. Anyway. 
Yeah, I know. And it's such a big deal in the game today because it comes down so many times that uh, you're looking for that last drive where you need a field goal. And uh, you've got to have a guy. And Wisconsin missed one again today. It was almost identical to the one that they missed against BYU to do the. And uh, it's, you know, those kind of things. It's so important to have a guy that you can count on. And I think Skylar Southam is a guy that they can count on. That's what I say when I was asking Klein, were you confident that he was going to make it? And he, I thought he was implying that, yeah, he's makes them in practice all the time. I felt good about it and it was going to go. Yeah, and, you know, we're here early enough to watch the kickers warm up before the game, and they're making 50-yard field goals with ease, 55, mm-hmm. 56. And so they've got the leg. And But, yeah, when you when you look at it and think if it's been 12 years, well, one has to go soon. Um, yeah. And and I really did feel like today was going to be that day. Um, but, you know, it's – it might just have to be the next week or the next yeah, week, yeah. and um, you just—it is a 50-yard field goal at the Division One level. Is you've got to find a guy that can make a 50-yard field goal. Well, I do feel good that uh, next week I'm planning on BYU beating Boise State on the blue field, just because of the alternating good, bad, good, bad season that they're having. And that you'd be surprised, but in a pleasant way, if that kind of happens. Because yeah, you've been right. surprised in, I, in, in another way uh, other times. Uh, Jeff Myers on Twitter, two years, he says, in a row without a winning record at home. Ooh. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's troublesome, isn't it? Uh, this, this, this used to be uh, something you could count on about BYU football was uh, dominant home performances and home records. And it's been a couple of years now where they just, and not, and not just that they're not winning the games, it seems like something is tangibly missing, and I, and I can't really put my finger on it other than to say sometimes it feels flat. The guys look and feel flat sometimes, and I don't know why that would be here You said that out loud? I, yeah, I think uh, I did. Oh, man. Well, to, to <laughs> Should I not have said that? Well, it was like what I just said about Utah State. That's what yeah. I was just yeah, saying. I know, it, but, it, but it's, it's it, uh, why? Why? Yeah, why? Now, that's the why. The why. If we knew that, why teams don't get ready. How can that not I, – I, you work all week to get into the game so that you can go out and perform. It's impossible for me to understand that anyone wouldn't be jacked up, primed, and ready to roll. Well, I also – I mean, I've been disappointed in the student section. We've got to get more people here. Um, as a player, when I would step on the field and that student section yeah. was full for warm-ups, it, it adds a motivation. It adds a – you know, a, a level of excitement knowing, man, I'm playing in front of all of these people. Right. <laughs> and today it was so empty. Um, and the crowd's not good overall. No. It was, it was 51,084, but yeah. it, it looked empty and much emptier than it should ever be on a Saturday afternoon in October at one thirty. Now, people will counter with, well, you know, I, I don't want to come and watch fill in the blank and say, see, they lose 7-6. Who wants to, you know, come out for that? That's not the point. Yeah. The point is it's your team. On a Saturday afternoon at one thirty on a seventy degree day, come Loyalty. on out, come Loyalty on out. And so, what and, we preach here at BYU, and and so it, yeah, it's and and, I, and especially to uh, the Rock, there there are a lot of students not coming, and I just don't know what the other alternative is in an early, on an early Saturday afternoon in mid mid to late October, and, and as you run a bit of a risk when you when when you uh, you know hit too hard on on attendance, but. You know, I guess times have just changed to the extent where I shouldn't expect what I used to expect. I, all I know is when I was a student here, if there was a game, I had my ticket and I was in the. I didn't. I didn't think record. I didn't think performance. I didn't think anything other than my school game day, my ticket. I'm there. 
And, and as a as a fan, win or lose, it's fun to be in the atmosphere, and, and that's what you want. Um, and as, if everyone can grasp hold of that concept, just to come and support, I guarantee you. And and like I mentioned before, when when the crowd's packed, I I felt like I played better. I felt like there was there was more to play for, and and so that's what you want. You want the stands, um, you want the support. And you know that that can be added motivation and added drive for the players when it gets loud. Like this stadium can get yeah. so loud when it's full. Yeah. B- BYU has uh, suffered seven home losses in the last two seasons. Uh, they are five and seven over the 2017-2018 football seasons here at home. Those seven losses are equal to the number of losses suffered in the 2010 through 2016 seasons combined. So seven seasons worth of losses in less than two years of home games. That's trouble. And Kalani is the one that brings it up. So you know he's aware, and you know it's killing him. That's the, you know, it's just hard for, for, uh, you feel for all of those guys because uh, it's a home game day. And it's, oh, man, it's, uh, there's no way I, you know, there's just no way that I think anybody's tanking it. I'm not saying that. I just don't, I, I, not saying that anybody's coming out and casual and they're, oh, I'm just, what's the name of the Dodger guy that doesn't want to hustle? The shortstop? Maldonado or something like that? Machado? Machado, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He came out and said, I'm not Mr. Hustle. (laughs) And he stunk last night. He thought it was out of the park and he ends up with a single off the wall. Well, you know, I don't see that. That's some guy making millions of dollars that thinks he can tank it. Uh, I don't think anybody out there is going half-hearted. I think, uh, but I do think they need to be just a little more jacked about everything they're doing. Uh, at the BYU fanatic on Twitter, hashtag BYUCNN. Matt Crabtree says, "Any word on what's going on with Butch Pau?u I didn't yeah. see him on the field today, and uh, that was his observation. Yeah. And I would say I don't recall seeing him on the field today. And Mitch is shaking his head. We don't think he got in the game today, do we? I thought he, I thought I saw him uh, for a brief. He did not. He does not appear in the participation report today for today. So something's he, up. He well, he he got hurt. Yeah, and uh, so they moved uh, Taki Taki to middlebacker, his spot. Right, and Taki Taki played really well there. Yeah, but Butch was still getting reps at that spot uh, during the week, but he wasn't out there today. And in this whole conversation that they're talking about every week is a tryout competition. And you have this competition, and Taki Taki is in that spot. Yeah, so yeah. right now it's he's not the guy that they're choosing. Yeah. So that's just too bad, though, from, because from two seasons ago when Butch kind of burst out of the scene, we thought, oh, my gosh, you're looking at the, you know, the next great middle linebacker hero. here at BYU. He was. Yeah. He was a superhero, and, man, he hit people hard. And, uh, and we, we've seen that this season, too, though. I mean, he's he's popped some people this year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's what they call a did-not-play-coach's decision. DNPCD. There yeah. it is. All right. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. Hashtag BYUCNN for BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. Greg and Mark and Mitch with you. NIU 7 and BYU 6, our final score in front of a 51,084 here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And, yes, it is sad to say that uh, BYU will uh, finish the season no better than 3-3 three and three at home, meaning that their last two seasons home record at best will be 6-7. and seven. And, again, that's a, that's a, it's a reversal of fortune here on the Wasatch front. Got to get it back, get that home dominance back here at Lavelle's house. We'll Probably goes a- all the way back to when I played. <laughs> <laughs> Losing that many home games? Yeah. 
Actually, let's uh, no. You know what? Don't let's, good. Let's, let's <laughs> don't look. No, don't. Is, no. Oh. Hey, what was your was your first season? Six seven or sixty eight? Playing. I sixty seven. Sixty seven. Five and zero oh at home that year. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, back in the day. We'll beat the Utes. Beat Baggies. <laughs> All right, beat take, them both. Taking a break on the new skin <laughs> BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin BYU Sports Network. BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now, hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter, at Clint Edvilson on Twitter. Why is Dylan Colley not being targeted? And uh, Dylan Colley came into today with the nine catches in seven games. He now has nine catches in eight games because he went without a catch today. And I don't know that he was targeted on, uh, on any play. I'm going to double-check that real quickly to see if he ended up in the uh, target tally, but I don't think he was a targeted player. I don't think he got a ball thrown to him. He was in on one of the misdirection plays. I remember that it looked like it was kind of set up for uh, him to be either a decoy or something, one of those newer plays that we just saw. So. He and I guess that's on one that of the package. things I'm surprised about this season, Mark, and maybe you too, is that he hasn't been as big a factor in the offense as I imagined him to be as a fifth-year senior who uh, accounted for, what, 100 catches and about 1,300 yards maybe at Hawaii over his career there. So he was a player and a playmaker. And we saw in the very first game against uh, Arizona down in, in Tucson, he makes like the play of the game in that, it, you know, to, to, to keep BYU going and just hasn't been consistently used. And clearly there's, enough, there's a lot of mouths to feed out there. And he's just one of, but I thought he'd be one of the more prominent and productive guys. And he's just not uh, in a lot or targeted a lot. And then they do run that fly sweep motion that, that we see a lot. But Which is it's, gone now because yeah, everybody's just, seen it enough. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't think fly sweep is going to feed him much longer. So that, that's one thing that surprised. I, I guess I foresaw a much greater role for Dylan Colley as a 50-year senior than he's been. What I see in Dylan Colley is a good route runner. I think he is uh, smart, and he's able to uh, get distance from defenders, and he makes good cuts, and he catches the ball. So all of those things normally mean uh, you get to play. And um, uh, so I'm as confused as anybody. Uh, But I did see all of those things in uh, the fall practices and the early practices when he was involved. But uh, I don't know. Like you said, there's a lot of guys out there, but – and we don't – the BYU doesn't choose to have a go-to. There's no Mitchell Jurgens out there, a guy they're going to go to every other down because uh, I don't know why. I would like to see somebody they could count on as a receiver. And that's what I said today. It looked as though um, Northern Illinois had a plan in the second half. The, they ran the ball a little bit and did a better job there, and they threw the ball a little better. and. Um, I thought BYU was still looking for somebody to step up and be a guy. Only one play. Now, is three catches a game a big number to you? No. no. Okay, only one BYU player was averaging three catches a game coming into today. Do you know you know who that was? Hefo or Hefo. Oh, yeah. Hefo. Yeah. yeah, so he had, he had 21 grabs in seven games. So three catches, and that's not a big number. He was the leader at three, so it topped out at three. Uh, nobody beyond that, and he was the only guy at the number. And, uh, and Dylan's now at, uh, at about 1.1 catch per game. And uh, I, I just thought uh, he'd be more uh, relied upon a lot more consistently. And, and BYU doesn't have, yeah, truly a go-to, that is, Yeah, look uh, at all those one one ones and, and the next leading receiver, again, before today, it was Lopini Katoa. Well, Lopini's a little banged up, and he's a running back. Uh, Moroni is no longer playing, and he was number three. And then you get down to Bushman. Now, Bushman's a guy they did target uh, three or four times today, had three catches, and somebody you definitely want to go to because that's who he is and who, wa- who he was uh, last year. 
And so uh, certainly a guy you can rely upon. But uh, go-to wideouts, yeah, I thought Dylan might be that guy. And Holker made like the catch of the day, but it was one time. Yeah, I thought uh, Dylan Colley would be an uh, uh, impactful player for BYU. Yeah, and I'm, you know, as a, as a receiver, I, I'm a big believer in this. This might come off a little... Um, Arrogant? Not no, oh. a little, a little selfish. <laughs> oh, okay. um, but it's in. I I know it's true in every mindset of a receiver is you play better, you feel more feel more com- confident when you're on the field all the time, when you're getting consistent targets because you can get in that groove. Yeah, yeah. And so as a player, I I did some. I would get frustrated when I would be taken out or wasn't targeted. Um, and and when you've got so many guys that. I guarantee you, because we don't have a go-to guy or a go-to couple of guys, they they might be feeling that on the sideline. They might be feeling like, "Am I is coach going to put me in? Am I going to get a reception today?" You know, and and it does. I think it affects and hinders the performance of the receivers because there's not that consistency. Um, and so, you know, if I I would love to see a, a consistent core group of guys. Let's get them get them the ball, make a goal to get them the ball. You know, five six times in the game. And and let them get that experience, work up their confidence, and I guarantee you we'll see a lot more product, production if that happens. Are you coaching a little league team? I I would love to. I'm not. Well, you but. and I should get together. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, create a dynasty together. Uh, do you want a soccer update? Yeah. Oh yeah. If it's good, I B- can't take any more. So BYU takes a two nil lead. There you go. On Santa Clara on Rachel Lyman's first goal of her career. Whoa. And then Sabrina Davis saves a penalty kick a minute later. Ooh, wow. So keeps it two nil. So BYU's uh halfway and more than halfway to an NCAA tournament as WCC champions. Jen Rockwood's team didn't make the dance last year, had a subpar year, a losing record for the second time in her career is all. What a bounce back. They're up 2-0 on the number six team in the country and about to get themselves into the dance. Ring. With a win over the Broncos. They're playing over at Southfield, and that game is going on, still going on, about 30 minutes to play. So we I'm sure s- a lot of fans who were here at the football game went over to soccer and are enjoying that one. And uh, BYU up to zip. And again, this all, that, you know, that, that's, that's a game that really matters because you win it and you win a championship and you win an NCAA tournament a, a bid. And so everything is on the line over at uh, Southfield. That was good. Uh, today's news here today at, uh, South, at uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium was less good. NIU 7 and BYU 6. And so the Cougars now, guys, go to Boise, where BYU is winless all time. On the blue turf, yeah, all they've, time. They've taken some. They've wow. taken some good teams and interesting teams up there that have not been able to get it done oh, for whatever man. reason. And, there's been and some hexes. of the games have been absolute heartbreakers up there. Close Missed. losses. Now some of you know. I think one game got away, but the rest were all super tight up there. Missed field goal that you thought was automatic. Oh man, and yeah, people would hex BYU and it would work. They had their, they got their signs out and everything. Oh, I hate when they bring the signs out. I know, and uh, but. It's almost always been, too, that BYU's fighting back to try and get the win at the end of the game rather than ever having a lead in that game. Get a lead this this next week. That'll work. BYU took a lead today, uh, and, and usually leads have been good. Uh, usually uh, halftime leads have been good, and it didn't work out there today for BYU as NIU wins it by this final score of 7-6. to six. Hashtag BYUCNN. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter. At Sean Howard BYU. What's more frustrating about today's game is that BYU is coming off a bye week. BYU had two full weeks to get prepared and amped up about this game, and the defense came out great. The offense came out flat. And unfortunately, it was one of those days where you don't expect to lose 
when you hold the offense, the other team to seven, and BYU did that and still didn't find a way to win today. And the offense said just, yeah, two weeks and, 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 and rest, recuperation, game planning, whatever the case may be. Tonight uh, they came out and the uh, total of oh. offense was 301 yards. NIU won on 204, by the way. You don't, you, don't, you don't expect to win with seven points, with 200 yards, with three of 14 on third downs, uh, and with only 57 plays. But that's, uh, that's what happened today. NIU did find a way to get it yeah. done because of the struggles that BYU had. And what makes you frustrated is that BYU had opportunities for the game-winning points that went begging. First and goal from the five, no touchdown. And then you miss a long field goal that should have been shorter, but for a couple of back-to-back tackles for loss that uh, Zach Wilson had to absorb. That oh. was tough. Uh not that it's everything, but uh, I am going to say that before Utah was is Utah of now, uh, their score was seventeen to six, and uh, Northern Illinois was driving inside the thirty yard line, I think something like that, and they threw an interception that Utah took for six, and so the seventeen to six final score it was ten to six with Northern Illinois driving late in the game to uh, win that football game, so. Uh, it's they're they're just an ugly defensive team like he says we're going to hang around and we're going to make a play at the end to win the football game and um that's kind of how it was i'm surprised they win in triple overtime because they don't have any offense so they must have just gone zero zero in two overtimes (laughs) (laughs) they're a win away from a bowl game now they're a win away from a bowl game with the offense that's averaging about uh 17 points a game it, it, it is one of the lowest scoring teams in the country. And they are sitting at uh, one win away from a bowl game, Northern Illinois. They've made a bowl in the nine of the last ten years, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I know. So they, they have a program, man. That's, there's no, no question about that. They've been very successful. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter, at uh, V.E. Roach. says BYU has to, get, has to recruit explosive speed, not just highly polished, maxed out possession receivers. Speaking of highly polished, maxed out possession receivers, Mitch, what do you think about that? Hey, I, w- I wasn't the fastest guy, and and I felt like I, I got the job job done occasionally. Um, but no, I, I mean I agree. I mean we've it, it's it's fun to watch explosive receivers, and to be honest, there we've got those guys. Um, we've seen some electrifying plays from Eleva Hifo, Micah Simon. I mean those those guys are fast, and they can make guys miss. Um, Keely is fast, and yeah, and him as well. Um, and so I just I, I do I I think we've got to get the receivers more involved. Um, we did take a few shots. I know Zach overthrew a couple of, of his targets, um, but keep going. Um, I, I, I want to see him throw the ball up and let the receivers go grab yeah, the ball. Give him a chance. Um, and, and I, you, you get that PI yeah. then too. Yep. And so I just, I, I think it's there. I think the speed's there. I think we've got the athleticism now. Just it, it's up to, I think the coaches to find how to maximize their potential and their playmaking ability and, and, and trust them and let them run with it. Isn't Gunnar Romney fast? I thought he was fast. Yeah, he looks yeah. fast to me. Yeah, <laughs> I, think I think he's fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. We don't know any numbers, like his forties and things like that. Yeah, he ran the hundred in high school, and and he beat uh, Hussein Bolt. <laughs> well, if 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 Gunnar and Usain Bolt were at high school at the same time, that would have been a that would yeah. been a story. The same place. All right, uh, Cougar Nation now. BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. Is it time for some trivia? It probably is for some half gallons of uh, famous Creamery awesome. ice cream. Two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream. This is my cream. favorite part of the show. All right, question is, of the eight games BYU's played all time against Boise State, how many have the Cougars won? What? 
Why do you no, s- no, no, no. Is that okay? I, I re-listened to your what your question was. Yeah, eight times. Okay, they've played B. Uh, they played Boise eight times. How many of the Cougars won? So use the hashtag BYUCNN with your answer. Hashtag BYUCNN and uh, submit your, uh, your 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 submission. Uh, and then the first one that's correct will win two half gallons of famous creamery ice cream. Mark, you're just laughing. There's the left of me. <laughs> no, we're. Me. Oh, great! You and Mitch are both Mitchell laughing at me. Okay. No, we're not. That's, that's not better. at all. We're answering the question. We have different answers. Okay, good. We're well, putting t- up fingers. Tweet them in. <laughs> all right. Uh, hashtag BYUCNN of the eight games between BYU and Boise State. How many of the Cougars won? Whatever that number is, they'll try and increase it by one this next Saturday up at Albertsons Stadium. This is BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. You're listening to Cougar Nation Now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hey, we got the eight, we got the eight, eight, 8.15 kick for Boise State next week. 6.15 pregame, 8.15 awesome. kick for the Cougars and Broncos. Great. Do you, know what to, do you know what to expect in the way of weather up in Idaho next week? Well, they play a bowl game there in December, so I'm sure it's going to be nice. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> it does sound like an IHOP night, though. <laughs> it does, yeah. 8.15 kick 8-15. Equals, equals IHOP. That's right. So uh, that's the game that I go for some reason. I go on an earlier flight there on Friday than you do. So I'm going to wait at the airport <laughs> until you get there. I've got a car, so I'll take you. So it'll be like two hours. I'll just be sitting there uh, in the airport. <laughs> you know, we should uh, – we, we know when we just discuss our – our travel plans, I should, like, make it into a podcast and put it out there so people can just hear, you know, how, how we're going to plan our, our, yeah. our situation on the road. Well, I don't know uh, why it happened. Yeah. I don't know why. We'll deal with it. All right. Uh, hey, it's uh, BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now, and uh, it's time for the uh, answer to today's skill testing trivia question for two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The question was, of the eight meetings between BYU and Boise State, how many is BYU won? And the correct answer, the first correct answer, came in courtesy of at Kelly Orgill. And Kelly said? Two? Yeah. But she said it confidently. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Two. Yeah, that was my, uh, Mark that one, was my I, number. I said three. BYU won 37-20 in 2013. Without you, Mitch? Yes. And then 2015, 35-24 with you. Uh-huh. Not only yeah. with Mitch. Because of yeah, Mitch. Yeah, because of Mitch. <laughs> That's right. Back-to-back Hail Marys to win games. How fun was that moment for you? It was a blast. It was a blast. Um, it's, it was one of those moments that you don't forget, but you just, you, you know, I think I'm going to bed that night. I I kept thinking, did that really happen? Yeah. Did I really catch that ball? Were the, was the um, noise still ringing in your ear? Because the place was a zoo at that Oh, point. it was so loud. But it got louder on the when, pick six by on Kai. On the pick six by Kai. Yeah. I, it, at that moment, I think <laughs> that could have been the loudest Lavelle Edwards Stadium has ever been that I've ever witnessed. Now, did Tanner ever tell you he was throwing it to you, or was he throwing it to Devon? He was he was throwing it to me. He did okay. say that, um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I was option number four of four. <laughs> so um, I, I think he I, I might have uh, pulled that out of him that he was like you were my last option but yeah. I had to go with you so. and that's that's BYU's <laughs> last win over Boise in 2015 uh, Boise's taken the last two 28-27 and then 24 to seven the games played in Boise have gone this way 2004 BYU Boise 28 BYU 27 Cougars miss a late field goal after marching Pain. down 
and they slowed the the, the offense was the offense probably could have scored a touchdown, but they slowed it down, took a foot off the gas, and said we're going to just kill the ball and get in position for field goal, and they miss it. Well, also in there, Boise State got called for a pass interference that I really don't think was a pass interference. Then so in, it was kind of poetic, okay. I guess. Then in 2012, uh, Boise wins 7-6 uh, to six up there. Yeah, on go the, for two. Uh, must, on the go for two. Then 2014, they kind of got after BYU 55-30. And then 2016, 28-27. Again, another 28-27 game up there. So BYU's <laughs> lost four times in Boise, three of them by one point each. And one a little bit uh, more than one. All right. Uh, hey, uh, Kelly Orgill, thank you for that. Way to go. Correct answers, too. I'll uh, slide into your DMs, and we'll get your deets, and then you'll get your ice cream. That's the way we roll. All right. <laughs> Mark, you're going to miss me. I, I am <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's wrap it up. What time is it? It's time to go. It's uh, almost 20 to 7 here. All right. And uh, I might, uh, might swing over to soccer, see what's going on over there. Might have some time left. Let's see. We can't see it. We have a nice vantage point here, but we can't see Southfield. Just can't see it too well from here. But uh, it was a 2-0 lead in the final half hour uh, for BYU as they try and uh, capture that WCC championship. So maybe I'll swing over and see if there's any soccer left to be played. As for football, it was played today. NIU 7 and BYU 6 is our final score. Thanks to all those you tuned in uh, wherever you were or are tonight, uh, whether streaming it uh, over the air, satellite, whatever the case may be, glad you tuned in. At BYU Radio, Nathan Israelson, Terry South, uh, intern Blake McMullen, engineer Sean Fay, GM Don Shaline, Sean O'Neill, a lot of people to thank over there. Great work, as always, by the crew at BYU Radio. Here at uh, BYU, our thanks to Sports Information Director for Football, Brett Pine, Kenny Cox, Duff Tittle, Jenny Wheeler, great staff here, Kyle Chilton, all helping out on game days. Our broadcast crew, Intern Aaron Fitzner, engineer Barry Squires, our sta- our stadium, or rather our studio guys today, plural, were Jason Shepard and Ben Bagley, statistician Ralph Sokolowski, spotter McKay Perry, and that leaves just the uh, the three of us, the Talking Heads. And Greg, I want to give a shout out to Jean Larson. Uh, she's a BYU fan for over seventy years. She's been coming to watch games, and I got to meet her today. And she was so kind and nice. Uh, she said, "I wanted to meet Mark Lyons before you retired." And uh, she watched all of my games here at BYU when she was uh, younger, and she's listened to us and Paul for, she said, every game. And uh, she was uh, here today, and I had a chance to meet with her, and uh, she's just a lovely person. I'm sure she's not listening now, but... It'll maybe, get back to her. Yeah, maybe her. Maybe uh, she is listening. Maybe her kids are still listening, and uh, she'll say, "Hey, Mark Lyon said hi to you on the radio." But so as an avid listener, she might still be with us. You never know. It was a it was a good thing to see, and it, she was such a kind lady. So, thanks a lot. And uh, golly, this was a hard one to take, and I'm conducting meetings tomorrow at church, and I'll be sad. <laughs> <laughs> we have one more of these to go. One more home game to go. But four more games, and hopefully one more beyond that with a bowl game. So we're not going to get too nostalgic quite yet. But that's it. Final score is uh, 7-6, to NIU over BYU. So for all the aforementioned, including Mitch Jurgens, Mitch, we'll see you in Boise. Yeah, I'll be there. All right, I'm Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning in, saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night. So long from Provo. You've been listening to live coverage of BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. BYU football is also proudly supported by Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen in Orem. 
BYU Football is a production of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Matt Richardson, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and General Manager of Corporate Sponsorships Casey Stoffer. BYU Football is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.